Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Veritas, welcome back to our Equipping Podcast. This is our third installment in our series on being a Christian parent. Uh, and today we got a special treat for you. We're talking about parenting teens, and we got Jim and Ashley Coates with us. Jim is on our worship team quite often, and Jim and Ashley lead a connection group in our church. Uh, Jim and Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family. Well, uh, Ashley and I are actually uh, teenage sweethearts that wound up getting married. We'd We'll point that off right at the bat. <laughs> point that out right off the bat because uh, you never know what your kids are going to wind up doing. We have five children. Uh, Anderson, who's a 22-year-old at uh, Iowa State. Uh, Reed, who's a 20-year-old at Iowa State. I will point out Ashley and I both went to the University of Iowa. Oh, so, uh, rebellious yeah, kids. Then. I know. <laughs> we have uh, Grace, who's 19, so the oldest of the teenagers right now, and she's at uh, Central College in Pella. And then Griffin, who's uh, just about to turn 17, and Brooks, who just turned 13. So we have had three teenagers in the house at all times for the last six plus years. So you got one who's out of the teens, and then the rest, you're in the thick of it. Two out of the teens, just barely. Mm. And then one uh, that just jumped in the teens. Yeah, one just jumped in as the other one left. All right. So you're right in the middle. Let's just jump right in. That's right. Biggest lessons you've learned or are learning as a parent. And is there anything you would do differently if you could go back? Yeah, I think the biggest lesson that we've, uh, we've had to wrestle with is ultimately we are not in control. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when your kids are going through different things and making choices, you want them to make the best choices. Uh, but we don't have the ability to, to ultimately control and steer their life. Uh, we have to understand that they belong to God just like we do. And no matter how much we can wish the best for them, no matter how much we can love them, mm. he cares more for them. Um, for sure. Any mistakes that come to mind like, oh, I wish we could go back, we would do it differently? Well, um, I think one thing that um, I'm not necessarily sure it's a mistake, it's maybe something I wish that we would have done more of, and that would be just for me to be in the Word more. Mm. I think that would have been a really, I think I had that as a last priority sometimes it was just getting through the day and now I see why it's so important to start it that way and I kind of wish that I would have had um more wisdom in Mm. that yeah that's good so so often as a church we talk about ministering out of the overflow of your Mm -hmm. own heart well parenting out of the overflow that's easy to run on empty and just keep going because the schedule's there and you got to do it but no that's good I think one of the lessons I've learned because I got 19-year-old now and um, 16-year-old, and we're kind of in the thick of it too, is mm-hmm. you start to realize how short a time you have with right. them when it's like, oh, they're about to move out. Right. And that kind of panic moment of, I got to capitalize on these moments and fighting against my own selfish laziness to invest time in them, but feeling the pressure like time's almost up. And that's a big realization of a lesson I'm learning. Like, it goes faster than you think. And you never think that when they're five, six, or seven, but then when they're 18, you're like, oh, it's about up. 
that's been a, an eye opener. Well, and fighting that temptation of worrying about whether or not they represent us well. Mm. Do they behave the way that I want? Are they ready for society? So they make us look good. Like it's more important that they're pursuing holiness and mm. godliness. And that should be what we're striving after with them. Yeah. And that's like the teenage years are interesting because, uh, you know, when you're a six-year-old, we, we go to church and your friends here, this is what we do. And then when they start to uh, form their own thoughts and grow up, we like to try to uh, instill faith in them, but know that you are powerless to change a human heart uh, right. as a parent is, a, is definitely a tension uh, to manage. What do you think is the biggest challenge to parenting teens, like specifically teenagers? What's the, the big challenge you see? Maybe you personally or just things you observe in our society? I think there are a lot of distractions and a lot of voices that are getting into their head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're in a media-based society, so there's things online, there's things going on in school, there's things on TV, uh, there's popularity influences, sports, music, whatever else. There's a lot of things that can distract them from the truth. And, uh, you know, unlike when we were a kid, it wasn't that there weren't things like that when we were teens, but they're more and more prevalent and they Mm -hmm. speak louder and louder. Um, So it's even more important that we as parents are engaged so that there's a biblical counter to Mm -hmm. what what they're gaining in all those societal circles. Yeah. So you guys were high school sweethearts. We were. So has that shaped how you parent teenagers that are getting into the dating world? Most definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. We just talked about that on the drive over. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, one thing I was saying, as I, you mentioned that, um, that we um, eventually got married, so you never know how these relationships are going to start. Um, I really do kind of think about that now as these, it's been mostly girls coming to our home or our sons um, that have been dating them and thinking they could be potential Mm. spouses someday and assuming that over not assuming it. And so already investing in them, um, knowing that even if it doesn't work out, they're human beings that are worth investing into. And so um, I definitely have that, at least that perspective in it. Um, I guess probably too, like we think about, you know, wisdom and them spending time alone or um, that type of thing Hmm. that plays into it. What advice would you give other parents of teenagers and their teenagers want to date? What like words of counsel or advice or lessons you guys learned in that? Um, I think one of the things that that we were talking about is uh, don't expect your teenager to behave the way that you behave at Mm. whatever age you're at now. I mean, our, our hope is that they're making smart decisions and certainly we want to put things in place that protect them from making poor decisions. But they're still learning. God's mm. still growing them. Uh, so if me as a, you know, almost 50-year-old, if I'm trying to put the same pressure on my 17-year-old to act like a 50-year-old, that's not going to happen. Mm. Um, so giving them grace, um, still coaching and counseling them uh, because we have gone before. We've seen what comes out of bad situations. We've seen what comes out of good situations. Um, but, and again, like Ashley said, understanding that even though it might not look like it's going to last forever, you never know. So mm-hmm. love them as God loves us, you know, both both children, both teens. Yeah. And even though they're 
starting to seem more like an adult moving into that. They're still teenagers. And even in a sense of brain development is lagging. Like, so setting, having good conversations on just boundaries, uh, you know, they're not an adult. So they have more responsibility, but not free reign. Where are you at? When are you going to be home? Um, Is this a wise choice? Those are good parenting conversations. I think I've had some talks where it feels like, well, they're, they got a, they're licensed. So they're just going to go where they're going to go. It's like, no, they're, you're still a kid and, and you're still the parent. So right. I mean, don't make being their friend the mm. priority. You're still their parent and sometimes discipline and counseling them biblically hurts. Oh, that's really good. I think a lot of times, especially as they get into teenagers, you like wanna be their friend right. in a way that can compromise parenting. One of the biggest challenges I've seen, uh, is just technology has changed so much. Like the access that they have on a phone, the connectivity, the the social touch points it's a different world um and trying to navigate where we didn't grow up with that it's it's new to us is there been any uh rules or guidelines you've given kids with technology we have them put their phones on the counter that's Mm -hmm. something um that we've kind of tried to do we can't really control that once they go to college and then come home we haven't really enforced it then but during their high school years we've asked them to put those things on the counter when they go to bed at night just just to not even be a temptation not Mm. to be something that disturbs their sleep or be a temptation for anything else but no phones in bathrooms yeah we don't take phones in bathrooms Mm. um we do tell them that you know we're paying for it. We have the right to check anything mm. on the phone at any point in time. And uh, there is a trust with them. But, uh, you know, we do try and not have them do anything in their room. Mm. Um, we don't have free reign to computers or anything like that in our house unless they're in public spaces. And uh, that's a frustration to the kids because they have friends that can do whatever they want whenever they want. Um, you always get that argument of, well, so-and-so gets to. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're my kid, not... That's you know. right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's truth to the fact that you you can't put a rule in place to keep them from everything of mm. harm. So ultimately what we're after is training their heart to follow after God yeah. and to make wise decisions on their own. But at the same point in time, you don't want to put them in compromised situations where mm-hmm. they get into trouble just because we were being careless as parents. Yeah. Um, but again, ultimately, they're in God's hands, so we, as parents, have to have trust in that, and we have to be taking that to prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and those those are just implementing wisdom in teaching them to handle technology. Even if your kid is mad at you, uh, you're not there to be their friend. You're parenting them, and, and implementing wisdom is going to train them to handle that, hopefully when they're on their own. Right. Um, so that's a big deal. Uh, how did your parenting change from parenting little kids to teenagers? Well, we kind of talked about how in the very beginning um, we weren't afraid to use discipline early mm. and 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 start setting those boundaries right away. Um, obviously, in the beginning, it's more like safety issues and um, obedience. Um, and then as they get older, hopefully you know, they are going to be needing that less and less. That's the goal. Um, but I'd say, uh, biblical perspective, teaching biblical perspective for little kids is easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the yeah. biblical stories, the basic concepts. 
when you get into the teen years, now there's application to things that are real life struggles. Mm. So we talked about some of the best times we've had with our kids have been late night conversations where they knocked on the door at 11 o'clock at night, came and stood at the foot of the bed and talked through whatever they were struggling with from a biblical perspective. You don't have to do that with little kids, yeah. but you do that a lot with teenagers. Oh. Yeah, with a little kid, it's, uh, who's Moses again? Right. <laughs> and then with a teenager, it's, why is there evil in the world? Right. You know, this, the complexities of questions are, are different, for right. sure. You mentioned, Ashley, about being disciplined when they're young. I've always felt like how you parent as when they're teenagers really reveals how you parented mm-hmm. when they're young. Like, are you trying to catch up on the discipline you missed out on? Or are you reaping the benefits of disciplining young and really enjoying the teen years, for sure? I think that's really true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Three pieces of advice uh, (laughs) you would give parents, specifically of teenagers today. So we wound up with four. Yeah. So so you get a bonus piece. A bonus advice. You want to start? Well, I, I mean... In my own parenting, it kind of goes along with what I said and maybe things I wish I would have done better, but I don't think there's anything better, more powerful you can do in your parenting than to pursue God Mm. with all of your heart. And I think that that is what gives you the ability to endure through some tough things. I think that is what um, you're you're just going to respond better to their mistakes, to things that are unexpected, all of that, um, if you're walking with the Lord closely. Mm-hmm. It just affects everything. So um, I think also your kids see that genuine walk. Um, it's not something you can fake. Mm-hmm. And they pick up on that. They've been taking mental notes on us their whole lives, um, a lot of years before they become teenagers. So they know when it's something that's generally important to us or when it's just something we're saying because mm-hmm. we think it's the right thing to say. So that's, That's one good. thing. We also said that that pursuit helps to model biblical priorities. So uh, contrary to popular opinion in today's culture, it's God first. It's Ashley second as my spouse and the kids come last. Mm. And so making sure they, they are seeing that mm. model, the priorities that they should have. And we also talked about uh, asking kids for forgiveness. Mm. Uh, this is a tough one because parents want to believe that they're right in everything and, mm. and righteous in their anger and frustration and whatever else. But the reality is uh, you can do a lot of damage if you're not willing to come to your child and say, I was wrong. Mm. I reacted out of my frustration instead of my concern for your holiness. And, and kids pick up on yeah. that. Teenagers pick up on that. And it can build resentment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think... Outside of Marcy, there's nobody I've, I've had to apologize more to than Moses, my oldest son, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we we have experienced early. We, we know that there's a lot of things kids will forgive us for if we ask them. But one thing that's really frustrating for them is when a parent is wrong and they won't, mm. won't admit it. Yeah. It's just hard for them to reconcile that. And so I think that's... That's something you maybe model and you start small. And if you're if that's too late for you, then you start now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's never too late for and that. And what a great example of leadership that we have. You know, just display humility and that we're covered by grace, so we're free to confess. And it's such a parenting lesson in that as well. Got another one? Um, one thing that I have really personally enjoyed is not just serving my kids, but serving with them. Mm. Um, we've... I would say that's been kind of a really a bonding thing for us as a family um, to serve together and then also to have them experience what it's like to not 
um, have themselves first oh. and get a chance to see how rewarding it is to serve somebody else. And um, that's yeah. really good. And if you're looking for uh, places to do that, our kids ministry, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> grab your older, your teenager and mm -hmm. care on some second graders or kindergartners. Uh, it's going to be a good bonding time for, for you and your kid as well. And, and the kids love it. The teenagers love it more than you think. I mean, yeah. our, our three teens yeah. right now, uh, Grace is at college, but Griffin and Brooks are with Ashley every weekend mm. and, and loving it. Well, and Grace is also doing that where she is now because she missed it here. Oh, yeah. And um, we have all our little funny inside jokes, too, just from having experiences together. And, and even some of the kids have bonded with some of my kids. And to see them not cry when they come into oh, the two-year-olds yeah. is really fun to see. And I think rewarding for them, too. That's so, really neat. Yeah. I think the bonus one we'll throw out is uh, to be a consistent present. Mm presence in our uh, teenagers' lives. Um, and I want to be careful with that because, like I said, there's a lot of people who make their teenagers their priority and they turn their whole life upside down to focus on the kids. And that's, that's not really what we mean, but it's because they have so many influences coming at them in this world. Uh, you are a strong voice. You're somebody that they trust for a biblical perspective on things, but you have to be present. Mm -hmm. And being present, you know, means be interested in the things that they're interested in. Put your phone down when there's opportunities to talk to them. Uh, you know, even when you're weighing life decisions, like is that next promotion, are those few dollars worth those fewer hours with mm. your child? I mean, those should be real struggles that we're going with because as you mentioned, it goes by quickly. Mm -hmm. And the closer you get to them leaving the house, the, the more urgency you seem to, to think is behind that. But, you know, start early, mm. be consistent, be present, go to their events, pay attention to their friend groups, pay attention to their interests. Yeah, that's really good. It, even to capitalize or to initiate in those moments where it's not just a car ride home, mm -hmm. ask questions, initiate conversations, um, because it's easy for them to just stare at their phone or stare at the TV, but find those moments where you can initiate um, and, and have... Have the courage to ask questions that parents should be asking. Sure. Even if it's an uncomfortable question, it could lead to a really fruitful conversation. So that's been helpful in our house as well. Yeah. Um, guys, thanks for sharing what, you, what you've learned, what you're learning, uh, how you've done that. Veritas, parenting is hard. Uh, parenting teenagers is hard, and we want to be an encouragement and a resource to you. Uh, hopefully this was helpful. If you are just at your wit's end, there are a lot of people in this church that have done it or in it and would love to walk alongside with you reach out to us and we'd love to do anything that we can to help you um, we love you we'll see you thanks for listening to another episode of the veritas equipping podcast if you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line